0: Welcome into the bonus episode of Hawk Podcast presented by Midtown Sports Grill, as always. Savannah's top spot right there in Midtown Savannah for sports, trivia, music, food, fun, and drinks. Plenty of drinks, plenty of sports, plenty of food. What else do you need, you guys? Midtown Sports Grill, check them out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, check them out right there in Habersham Village as well. You can call ahead daily lunch specials uh, ask for Will or Summer, the bartender, tell them the Hot Grits Podcast sent you, and they'll give you a little discount, a little perk. A Hot Grits Perk, HGP, and MSG, Midtown Sports Grill, our title sponsor here on Hot Grits Podcast. I hate LeBron James. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me When God like created me, Adam and Eve, like me, like me, the next thing like he did like was me, yell like like me, at the referee like me, Drop them
1: hot grits like me, just like me, just like me. Nah. nobody gonna do it like me nah. what, a what a play! The cheerleader saves <laughs> the day! Shoot, shoot, shoot. Roll out,
2: come on, bop You over there, you over there, all oh, y'all, come on now Do your thing, more more. do your thing, show both Time for us to go take it to the floor, take it to the floor but
0: first, some sports.
1: sports.
0: All right, you guys know him, you love him. The return of intern Mike Anthony, a baseball man through and through. Uh, we are recording this segment here, this the baseball one-third season check-in segment. In um, classic Hot Grits fashion, Mike, that's a mouthful and not at all Yo, easy to say, but we're gonna call it the one-third baseball season check-in with Mike Anthony. What do you think about that? Uh, hey,
1: I'm, I just uh, applied for the summer internship. I'm happy to be here. Um, do not know how to make coffee. Never been good at it. Don't drink it. Uh, so as long as my microphone's functioning, I'm, I'm in. I'm in with you. Whatever you say, man.
0: Yeah. Well, it's you know. It's a highly contentious internship. We do not, we're we're a lot like Dunder Mifflin. We do not offer college credits. We cannot pay you anything. Um, But what you will gain is valuable experience, Mike, and valuable baseball experience. Um, We got it separated here, college baseball, major league baseball, and we'll start with college baseball because I think it'll be shorter, Mike. Um, Selection Sunday or selection Monday, I guess, for the NCAA regionals are... On Monday, Memorial Day. And I think like I I would say we could talk about like specific teams and stuff, but I don't know enough about any of the teams. But I did want to talk about the Georgia baseball coach Scott Strickland being fired because I, I think it was, you know, a foregone conclusion. And and Mike, I don't expect a lot of people listening to this to know this or you to know this, but like over the last month or so it's been Pretty evident that he was out. That the Strickland guy was out after 10 seasons. But the stories that came out afterwards, Mike, almost every single one, and I can read you quotes if you want. They were almost saying that Scott Strickland's lack of success at Georgia was because of how far down Georgia is in the facilities rankings in terms of baseball. Um, and almost giving him a free pass because. They don't have an indoor pitching facility. Georgia doesn't. They have to pitch outside all year long. And things like that. And it's like, when I read that, I almost lost my cool. I was like, how on earth can you fire a baseball coach and then blame it on your own facilities? It blew my mind. Like, what did you think when you saw that Georgia fired their baseball coach? I don't expect you to like know his record or his name. But like what <laughs> what was your first thought when you heard that?
1: Well, I mean, it, it's tough because you know, coming from the perspective I have, you know, being a, a writer and a follower and alumni of Georgia Southern, um, you know, it, it's tough to to see a guy who's been in the rankings, not only rankings but top ten, you know, constant regionals, been to a couple of uh, supers. Although I think I saw the streak is now ten years without a super regional for Georgia.
0: Yeah. No, it it, it that also blew my mind because. I didn't know this. They haven't. They have not advanced past a regional since they went to the College World Series in I think what was it? Oh, maybe oh eight, oh five. Yeah, they haven't. So- they haven't advanced past a regional despite having hosted twice. All I can remember
1: of Georgia baseball postseason activity was the back to back to back to back to back home runs that left their pitcher visibly
0: crying in the dugout. (laughs) Uh, You're talking about against Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was, um, it was somewhere between the third and the fourth home run um, where (laughs) I, everybody else started crying a bit sooner. Yeah. No, but early on, like even at, at, I mean, I don't, let's see, it was 2008. So 10 seasons for Scott Strickland, three regional. So three postseasons. 2018, Mm -hmm. 19 and 2021. Um, most people believe in 2020 that they would have. Um, they made, were a good team. Yeah, that they were like, it would have been a disappointment. They were expected to make another one. So 2018, 19, 2021, but they haven't advanced past that since 2008. And I think Mike, when I looked at his numbers, which was 299, 236, and one overall record. How the fuck do you get a how do how do you tie in Division One college baseball? Uh, had to be a weather thing. I mean, yeah, that's got um, that's got Bud Selig written all no, over it. No self-respected baseball person would willingly let it end in the tie. Yeah, we're looking at you, Bud Selig, your old bag. Um, so two ninety nine, two thirty six, and one overall, which is basically as average as you can get. Yeah, if,
1: if this were the major leagues, that's a good record. If you're in the SEC, that's probably a little bit below what you're really it, going well, And this
0: is my question, is that all of the sudden, and not all of the sudden, I think Georgia fans have always been, they've considered themselves, I mean, okay, obviously football school. But beyond that, like what's the secondary? I think they've long considered it to be baseball. And there's really no evidence of that at all i mean 2008 and then three other seasons so four seasons in the last 15 years they've been one of the 40 something best teams in the country like i I don't know that georgia should have that high of expectations like i don't know that they are a baseball program that needs to be like back at the top they they really haven't ever been at the top
1: i think that you might have uh you know, somewhat upon the the real reason with the the first uh, uh, when you first introduced this topic about, you know, some of the excuses about the facilities and whatnot. I, I think that you and I can both agree. We both played baseball, not at nearly the Division One level, but in Georgia, where it's just as competitive as it gets. Correct?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he- probably top four. States top it,
1: three it, States at least. And you've got the top prospects in the country. I spent my summers playing at East Cobb baseball where, you know, I'm just there trying to get my hacks in and I'm a sophomore, or a, a junior, trying to uh, go out to the mound. And all of a sudden you've got to line up with a guy who's going to be drafted in a month and a couple of D one uh, signees on top of that. And that's what you're facing. And for the longest time when college baseball was mostly under the radar, I think that Georgia and, you know, Georgia Tech and to an extent, Georgia Southern were kind of eating up all those guys that were homegrown and so good. Anyone who wasn't going to be drafted or who wanted to go to college, improve their draft stock, why not go right down the road? Because most college baseball facilities were about the same. But I think you've seen a boom, especially in the SEC and in the South and Sunbelt altogether. Some of these schools are really going over the top and you know, you tell me you look at an LSU game, a Mississippi game, a Mississippi State game. If you're a guy from Georgia or the metro Atlanta area, as much as you might want to stay close to home, wouldn't you rather go to a place that is the size, if not bigger than most double and triple A ballparks and get a sold out night every single night?
2: Uh.
1: I mean, some people like it. Some people might want to stay close to him. I'm just throwing that out there. Georgia really hasn't kept pace um, with what the SEC has become.
0: Well, it's a a chicken or the egg type thing, though, Mike. It's like, I mean, if they're going to – and I'm going to read some of these quotes. This is from Mike Griffin of um, Dog Nation Daily from uh, the Atlanta Journal. Um, Quote, so, quote, recruits come to Foley Field – And it's beautiful. And if they haven't been to another place, they are overwhelmed by it. But then you go to the other places as a recruit. Mm -hmm. They'll knock you out of your chair. We're far behind. And we know that. Now that was Georgia coach Scott Strickland before this season started. And then he went on to acknowledge that Georgia's press release announcing a $12 million upgrade to Foley field in Athens $12 million upgrade in 2014, Mike. That same week, Mississippi State announced its $68 million stadium renovations. And it's no wonder that they won a national title soon after that. But it is the chicken or the egg thing. They're not out there playing the guitar with a hat out in front, begging for coins. Right. And you don't have to go far to find talent. So, I mean... If you can't win in ten years at Georgia, is it that Scott Strickland didn't have the facilities, or is it that Georgia's just not a baseball school? I think it might be the latter. And I'm, you ready for a nugget, Mike? Go for it. Is your nugget pocket empty or is it vacant?
1: Um, hang on, I've got a Target receipt. Um, keys. No, there's no room for him.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just an average size nug here. Yeah. Um, Mike, Georgia, the University of Georgia acknowledges 21 officially sponsored sports, um, you know, through the NCAA. Mm-hmm. 19 of those 21 sports made the postseason this cool. past year. So, that's oh, long. man, that'd be a fun
1: game to play. What's the what's the other one that didn't?
0: Men's basketball. Oh, so sorry, so I'm now you're for a second. So men's basketball was the other one. Oh, okay. Well, man, that was too easy. Okay, but no, here's the thing. It's like, if you're not a football school, I mean, if you are a football school, but you're, you're saying that you need to spend more money on a program that is objectively either 20th or 21st out of 21 in your program, like men's basketball, I think Georgia's closer to being a basketball school after football than a baseball school because the talent that comes out of Atlanta and Georgia and basketball is basically equal to that that comes out in baseball like in terms of you know the ratio of it
1: yeah and not not to mention the splashes they made you know in some coaching hires and having Anthony Edwards come out as a number one, uh, pick.
0: Well, and there's precedent too. like, yeah. like there's Auburn who has made a run. Like, you don't have, no one's saying that Georgia needs to be like a final four contender every year, but they haven't made the NCAA tournament in forever. They didn't make any postseason this year. Uh, they've been through like four different coaches, uh, in the time that Scott Strickland was leading the baseball program. Um, So South Carolina did it. They went to the final four one year. Tennessee, obviously, good program. Uh, Missouri, Kentucky, Florida, Arkansas, Alabama. They've all acknowledged as football schools, and they've still found a way to make a run every few years in men's basketball. And then you look at Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Vanderbilt, they take care of business where they're supposed to in baseball. But Georgia doesn't do that. And it's like, I mean, we're probably spending too much time on it, Mike, but it's something I've never thought about until I like thought about it after reading that. I mean, 10 years at a place just to get fired on like a lazy Friday afternoon before a holiday, like without a lot of fanfare, it just, it just spoke to me that like, really, there's not a lot of passion behind that program.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest after you gave me the, uh, one of, uh, two schools out of 21 that didn't qualify. I've been spending most of the last 90 seconds, uh, ignoring whatever you were saying to figure out what exactly the Georgia equestrian team got up to this year. Oh, now they're a wagon. I mean, they did have a dominating
0: performance over something called a sweet Briar college. Uh, no, Sweet Briar College—they have a good defense this year, actually. And I think the metrics would tell you that they're a better squad than what you. Uh, might
1: Yeah, think. unfortunately, you know Oklahoma State got them in the national championship, uh, which you know rigged. they are cowboys. So you would figure they're better with horses. So rigged.
0: Oh well, and also well done, Michael. Yeah,
2: um, just,
1: all right. Well, when you go so, up against the best, you you, you got to come prepared.
0: How long does Rodney Hidden have at Georgia Southern? Cause I mean, you want to talk about a guy that's just respected, but really hasn't. Eh. I mean, what has yeah. Rodney Hinnan really done of like? And I say of late, I mean like the last decade. What like what's well, he done?
1: I mean, you talk about a roller coaster. Last year was objectively, you know, one of the better years in Georgia Southern baseball oh, history. It was so
0: fun to watch, man.
1: Hinnan or not, you know, getting a getting a topsy, getting to host a regional. You know, if, if things Dude, go they were a hitting bit,
0: so many home runs, like that yep. team was fun as shit. And the thing is that if you look at the
1: offense this year, the offense was not any worse in spots. It was better. The pitching absolutely fell apart. And while they did lose some guys from the uh, 2022 squad, you look at that roster and there were a lot of familiar names with double the ERA of last year. And, you know, you can point fingers wherever you want. And a lot of them will land on Rodney and you know, he's a guy who's been there for almost a quarter of a century now. So deservedly so, but they changed up pitching coaches this year. A uh, Former pitcher for the, uh, uh, the Eagles, uh, a former reliever, A.J. Batista came back in. And I mean, I don't know where you point the pointiest finger you have, but it's got to be at him and the pitching staff. They were
0: just abjectly terrible all season. It, yeah. And it seemed and I, I'll admit, you know, I probably only saw them play live this year. Like I say live on ESPN Plus, maybe like six, seven times. But looking at like all those box scores pretty much after every game, like it always seemed like they were they would win two, uh, you know, then lose three, mm-hmm. win three, uh, be leading in the seventh and then give up a six. Like it was just all and you always it always felt like, okay, well this stuff will eventually figure it itself out and it just never did they finish below 500
1: they did and this is the first I mean, time i believe in hennon's career he hasn't won 30 in a season
0: so as you know mike just like in football i mean remember Lunsford, same university there when the coordinators start going when the pitching coaches and the hitting at some mm-hmm. point you're out of you're running of blame
1: yep yep they are the uh water that you've bailed out of the ship and But he's just such a
0: good guy and like such a, like quality representative. Like he screams Georgia Southern, you know?
1: Oh yeah. And he, he's great. He's been good for the program. Uh, You know, uh, some connections through him is what got the majority of Jack Clements as it is today uh, built to where, where it is. But uh, you know, to our earlier point with UGA, there's more renovations, at least in the planning stages and maybe a little bit farther than that coming down the pike for Georgia Southern baseball and uh you know they're going to want a winning program to go with it and father time catches up to all of us whether it's playing or in this case coaching and do you do you want a guy who's been there for 25 plus years being the one tasked with bringing in the new talent relating to people who are you know uh not even born when he started coaching at georgia that's a good
0: point too the nil stuff
1: yeah right do you do you want that guy to be the one who's uh trying to get up the hype and especially the win-loss total uh, for whatever they're going to do to improve this stadium.
0: Okay, we'll get you guys right back to our interview. First, I'm going to tell you all about John Carr. You know him. You love him. He's our segment sponsor here on Hot Grits. And he is the number one real estate agent in Savannah. Whether you're buying, selling, or just want to learn more about the market, you need to call John Carr today. 912-228-0916. Find him on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. John Carr with Seaport Real Estate. And he can help you find or sell a house in this area. Call our guy John today. Tell him we sent you. 912-228-0916. Zero nine one six. I fucking love baseball, Mike. Isn't it a great sport? It's the best, man. So it's so good. Um,
1: if you don't wrap have... it up with the college baseball item, I think you're going to. Then I'm going to have to interject
0: at the very end with one more round. No, no, no. no, no. You can like uh, you can end the college baseball segment. But I got one more question for you on Georgia okay. Southern um, because I, I was thinking this with Georgia, which you know, which hypothetical run would Georgia Southern fans rally behind quicker or, or more passionately? Um, like if the Georgia Southern men's basketball team, you know, won the first two games at the NCAA tournament and they're in the sweet 16 in the second weekend, or if the baseball team advanced out of a super regional and, and Ended up as one of the eight in Omaha. Like, which one do you think Georgia Southern fans want more—the ba- baseball or men's basketball? That is really tough. That's a because great it's a push. lot like Georgia when you think about it that way.
1: Yeah, I, I think that uh, you got two two sides of the argument there. Uh, I, I think that uh, basketball has more of a national cachet. Um, you know, basketball is third, maybe even fourth on my list of sports when I prioritize it. But March Madness is just so magical. When it's you prioritize it itself. as a
0: Georgia Southern fan, you mean? I, I mean as a sports
1: I mean as a sports fan, like what I like to watch. Yet March Madness is its own whole thing. And I've sworn up and down that if Georgia Southern ever makes it to the dance, I don't even care about a run. If they make it to the tournament, which they haven't since nineteen
0: ninety two. What, you're gonna I, go to Albuquerque and watch them play um Xavier or something? Oh
1: man, strap in story time. When I uh when I first became editor of the Statesboro Herald, which meant that I got to cover Georgia Southern and go on, you know, all the uh uh road road trips and uh conference tournaments and whatnot, uh the first thing I got assigned to go on the road for was the uh Sunbelt tournament in twenty fifteen, where they made the final against Georgia State, where they lost possibly the worst game ever played. Oh, 35 the, to thirty. You're talking about men's
0: basketball. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the team that was the Georgia State team that that white. that yeah that was the one
1: where yeah fell uh, off the office chair and all that yeah uh yeah thirty five, thirty three in the uh, conference championship game so if they would have won they would have gone to the tournament and i would have actually gotten to go and not had to pay for it and i had to tell my girlfriend now wife or fiance at the time now wife uh that i might be in like seattle
2: uh yeah, Friday.
1: You, dude, you don't fucking know, man. Which the whole thing day. was, my wedding was that Saturday. <laughs>
2: yeah, but it's the <laughs> She, she was
1: enraged, and I was like, well, it's just going to happen. Like, I'm not missing this. I will be back for the whole I do, I do, yeah. Yeah, what did but, she think?
2: You make I mean, how many
1: Like, you don't throw yeah, it out. How I many thousands of people are saying uh-huh. I do that Saturday? Only, like, 32 teams are playing that Saturday. So Yeah,
0: plus marriage. I mean, marriage is kind of... Yeah. These days, you can kind of come and go with it. I feel like, as, as a person who's never been married or, and currently <laughs> doesn't have a girlfriend, and also hasn't had sex in a while, so I, you know, I don't know a lot about women, but it seems like she could she could move a wedding for for the NCAA tournament. Uh, I mean, maybe you know, I it's bet it would happen. basically hooligans versus clemens crazies. I, I bet be the more, same
1: thing. If the same thing happened right now with Zoom being so much farther along than it was back in twenty fifteen, I bet we can make it work a lot easier nowadays.
0: God, if our twenty fifteen selves could just look at what we're doing currently, right at this second, we would be like, "What in the fuck is that?" Uh, but to to get back and to also your question, Georgia still hasn't made it past a regional. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like eight years later, holy Christ! But
1: but for Georgia Southern fans, I don't know. I think deep down, there are a ton of Georgia Southern baseball fans waiting in the wings. I think you saw it if you did tune into one of the earlier games this season. It was a sellout every night. I mean, last year really got him pumped up. And I think that's why there are a lot of calls and grumblings about Hennon right now is because they so quickly let him back down right when everybody got on the bandwagon. I don't know. I think a run of the College World Series just in Statesboro, the pulse would be higher for that than it would be for uh, getting to the – to March Madness and maybe even
0: winning the game. And I agree with you. And I don't, I mean, who knows what that means? I just think that that's telling or like maybe something that a lot of people don't realize until they like actually ask themselves which one they would prefer. I think the measure, and I've always thought this, Mike, as a cynic, like the measure of, you know, the care level of a fan base for, for a sport professional or collegiate is not, how happy they are when things are going good it's how pissed are they when things are just going average mm-hmm. because georgia southern football fans oh, yeah. that is very very there there is no debate there's no segment that can be done about it i mean every series is life and death but meanwhile men's basketball is you know a, a pretty storm of a group of five conference and and baseball just had one of its most disappointing seasons in recent memory. And, and it's not like anybody's on Twitter calling for uh Klein Line's head, you know, like yeah. they used to, or you know, Binko now, um, to throw back ref. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just always like how pissed are you when you're average, not how happy you are.
1: No, I think you hit it on the head, you know, with, with men's basketball, even you know this year there weren't high hopes but in years where there have been high hopes but that was a bad hire by binko i mean yeah right? yeah oh yeah no but but i'm saying that like when you have those disappointing games when you have the bad losses it's something where everybody's maybe even pissed off but it's mostly died down by the time everyone goes and grabs a drink at nats afterwards uh when it's baseball you know this has been a whole season of frustration and people and maybe rightfully so are saying is it maybe time for a change if for no other reason than it's been the same guy at the top for so long and then you get to football where you know Georgia Southern uh famously when I first got there as an undergrad they won I think 10 games at FCS they were ranked 3rd in the country they lose a playoff game early and coach is gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean and that's real life shit, dude. That is like that's borderline psychopathic behavior which I love to see out of my fan base, but all about it. But like I didn't hear people. I mean, you heard about the facility upgrades that needed to happen while Georgia Southern was transitioning 13, 14, 15, you know, when the Smith Mm -hmm. building was coming up and, and the, um, endowment fund was increasing, you know, seismically. I didn't really hear a lot of people blaming, uh, you know, uh, Tyson's lack of success on the football field to facilities. I didn't hear people, uh, saying that like Brian Berg's men's basketball team isn't to blame because Hanner Fieldhouse is a piece of shit, which it is, it objectively. Is. But they don't go to that to blame it. I mean, no. you can't do that. And that's what is trying to pull here. And it's, I don't know, it's a bad look. I want Ron Washington to be the next coach in Athens. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Yeah, Could you imagine him on a recruiting trip? I mean, I'm trying so hard not to make a cocaine joke. You can make cocaine jokes here, (laughs) and I think Ron would be okay with that, Young Buck. I mean, he knows how to get down the line. They're just smoking cigs in the dugout pregame, not knowing any of the players' names, just calling them all Young Bucks.
1: No, no, see, that's where he's got to stay in his own lane. He's crafted out the uh, cocaine thing,
0: but when when we're talking heaters in the dugout, there's only one man myth and legend. Wait, wait, wait. You... I'm not joking about that. You know he actually blasts darts like at like 5 p.m. in the duck like Yeah, I'm wow. just saying
1: I'm just saying that no one, and this isn't a diss on Ron Washington, no one deserves him to be to be in the same conversation of ripping darts in the dugout other than Jim Leland.
0: I mean, he's he's, is satin,
1: he's the one, he silky, glossy. 1992 pirates uh jacket yeah yeah he's the one one pick for sure the guy has looked 72 years old for the last 40 years
0: <laughs> that's awesome that's what they used to say about you and uh when you're roping homers hitting long johnsons at east Cobb. that's right Is this oh, guy's no. this guy wakes up with 35 homers that's right yeah um all right let's talk professional baseball mike great sport or wait do you have anything else on college baseball uh, oh, I was just gonna ask uh, if and when you ever make
1: it to Omaha. How many Jello shots do you think that you could imbibe in the what ten to eleven days that the World um, Series goes on?
0: Two, okay, two
1: follow-ups. Am I paying for all of them? No, no. I'm saying that you are a diehard supporter who might have to pay your way out there, but otherwise, it's just depending on you know the uh, the Appetite. rich CEO okay. benefactors and donors of your school that.
0: Okay, the and tavern. then also I think the number, the over under is altered by game times. In well, Omaha it's hot. Because we're it's, hot. Talking, it's Omaha. You're going to sweat it out, man. Yeah. I would set the over under per game uh because chances are if I went to Omaha to watch any single person or team that team would lose the first two. <laughs> um I go 4.5 per game over under.
1: Okay. See, I'm going to need it to be like sugar-free Jello shots because the sugar is going to get to you just as bad. Like, people don't realize the sugar doubles up on what the alcohol does. Wow. Now, now who's been 75 years old? I'm, years. I'm an old man. Yeah. Christ. Well, the alcohol gets you on the front end. The sugar is what gets you when you wake up on the back end.
0: That just Dude, makes it linger, man. Alcohol and baseball, for me, have never mixed well. <laughs> I don't think I've ever like drank at a baseball game uh and not like gotten Dumbo drunk, real I mean, I, drunk.
1: That's weird because I've seen you feel ground balls like there were three of
0: them coming at you at once. Mike, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Mike, I'm a mitt now. <laughs> I know I was an honorable mention all-region basketball player in 2010, 5.3 per game, but I could also play baseball too. You know who else is good at baseball, Mike? The Atlanta fucking Braves, bro. They are. They're so much better than your Phillies. I told you the Phillies would stink and you just wouldn't believe me. I mean, they were a lot better than them last year, too. Look how that turned out. Touche. All right. So we're recording this smack dab in the middle of the Atlanta Philadelphia series this weekend. Um, So, uh, you know, essentially Braves six, seven games up somewhere like that on the Phillies Um, and both teams 51 games ish. So 54 games would be the one-third mark. Um, I guess, Mike, the main thing that I keep hearing out of Philadelphia is they're starting to turn on Trey Turner, which I never thought I would echo that phrase even from savages like Philadelphia fans. Oh, you have is enough that, enough Is that true? Fans. Is that true, though? Like, is Trey Turner... Is he on the hot seat there? See, I think
1: that... I think that you need a better word. Turn on is not the correct word. Turn I on mean, they kind do of means when, when you turn on somebody or at least when I turn on somebody, I don't have many intentions of ever coming back or turning back. It's more like he's just going to hear it. And when you get a $300 million contract and you're a lifetime 300 hitter and all of a sudden you're not only hitting 250, but swinging stuff a foot out of the strike zone, like maybe twice in the bat. You know, you can't do that stuff in front of the Philly fans and get away with it. Yeah, but it's
0: fucking May, dude. Uh, yeah, well, it, they, it, it, like, it, like, it's like they value April to May more than 2017 to 2022. Well, they they
1: did the same to Castellanos last year and it took him an entire oh, year to get Turner. Well,
0: around too. okay, but Trey, like... Yeah, no, you're I right. I mean, that. a, like, lot, if Trey a Turner lot more money is double money. Out, if Trey Turner doesn't pan out, he, he'll get the Santa Claus treatment from Philly. And he'll deserve it. Cause that's a monster deal. And like that shifted the balance of the national league because then Bogarts goes to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Swanson to Chicago, like it, it shifted everything, especially for the Phillies. And, and I like Dombrowski is probably, I think his tenure is probably going to be successful or not largely depending on what happens with Turner and, and Harper. Right. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know,
1: just looking at the logistics, even though the Phillies have, they've got as much money to spend as basically anyone not named Steve Cohen or and, and Dombrowski's
0: uh, going to go and get it now. If he needs it at the deadline, he's going to go and get it. But
1: but I think that he's pretty much emptied the loose cash. They might be able to shake out the couch cushions if they really need someone. Yeah, I think
0: Olney said that they they probably had about like five or six million if they if they're going to stay below where they.
1: Yeah. Like the, the Phillies are not going to be someone who's in and talks with uh Otani next year. That's not gonna happen.
0: No, he's now, a he's a Boston Red Sox.
1: Yeah, if they if they get to a point in the summer where they're in contention and need a pitcher, they'll go out and get one. I yeah, like would they go to the White Sox? But.
0: Like would they go to like the White Sox and ask about Giolito or something? Like but I don't know who who do they like who's the top prospect that they would realistically Uh, is there anybody on the major league? I guess Stott would be a young piece that could get you a lot in return. I I I don't think,
1: I don't think they're going to let go of him. They love Um, Stott. I love Stott. Well, that, and the thing is that even though they're in win now mode and they want to win this year, they also probably have some money coming off the books next year because you've got Reese Hoskins, who unfortunately isn't going to play this year. But he's a free agent after this season. So oh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of hopeful yeah, he people that saying that maybe because of the injury, he'll come back at a lower price. But they've also got Aaron Nola's contract expiring. So, you know, if they don't sign him, they're going to have a lot of money to deal with. And you figure they're going to make a splash. You're not going to pocket it because they want to win now. So, way too many questions right now, especially with their record being where it is, their pitching's in flux. But then again, but that's they're still kind
0: of sp- just scrapping and hanging around, Good. you know, like oh, yeah, around 500.
1: Are. Yeah, they're not a bad team, but they've just been very, very inconsistent. You know, uh, a Hoskins' injury has hurt them. Um, Nolan and Wheeler, while not bad, haven't been you know the one-two punch. That they I think it's to after forward. Nolan,
0: like Suarez, Strom. Those, he like, just came back. Yeah, Suarez. I don't know that you, like Suarez is probably serviceable at at the three or four spot, but like like Matt Strom over a whole season, that ain't gonna work if you're trying to win a division. Like they no. they know that yeah yeah
1: and that but that's the thing is that their top three prospects if they had to rank their entire minor league their top three guys are probably all starting pitchers the one that might get moved to the uh bullpen but they've got andrew painter they've got uh uh uh, mick abel and griff mcgarry and either the latter two might be a trade shift for the right guy but i honestly see them you know especially if they don't re-sign nola you know, ushering those three guys up to be uh, just a hoss of a rotation for years to come and figuring out the offense wherever they can get it.
0: Um, do, have you thought or been concerned at all about the New York Mets? Uh, I haven't. Like I, I mean, I, all I do is check and see if they won or lost. I don't even yeah, know how they're playing. They're playing good baseball right now, but it doesn't matter. It's not September
1: and you know what happens in September.
0: Yeah, that's when their GM sends the dick pics out.
1: Is I that mean, one... Braves fans think they ran them down last year. I lived through two thousand seven, man.
0: Oh, one of the worst nights of my entire life, dude. Within oh oh 50...
1: no! Well, you're you're thinking? Are you thinking about the uh, that crazy night where all it the was... uh, playoff stuff? I'm talking about the the Mets blowing a seven and a half game lead with fourteen games to go.
0: But it wasn't the same season.
1: Are you talking about the night where Kimberl blew a save and the Braves lost out on the uh, the playoffs? Yeah, it was three different
0: things within that like was eight, twenty. That was twenty eleven. It was soon, the man. Braves and then Papelbon against the Phillies. I think that that was twenty eleven, man. Okay, what happened with the Phillies? It was like the Phillies were playing like the or like somebody had to lose and they Does were down Whitey by a like runs. you to come and give you a, a, a lesson? Yeah, give me a nugget.
1: Okay, uh, that, that was the year that uh, the, the Braves just had to win, I believe, one game in their final series in Atlanta against the Phillies, and the Phillies had nothing to play for. They were the, in fact, I know it was 2011. Uh, they had nothing to play for. They had already clinched the East. They had already clinched the top seed in the National League, and the Braves just could not win. They got down to the final game of the season. Braves were leading most of the night. Kimbrel comes in and just gags it away and the phillies beat them and then the cardinals won that night to steal the uh last spot and away from right. the braves and then at the exact same time you had the rays going to extra innings to beat the yankees and the, uh, the red, red sox. sox losing on a walk-off In 11th Baltimore? inning single to the orioles and robert Andino. robert Andino.
0: Uh,
1: and the 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 red sox lost like I don't know, something ridiculous, like 15 of their last 20. They went from almost winning the division to
0: getting bounced in that two weeks. I, I remember that the Braves and Red Sox both set records for like leads within five days or five games of the end of the season. They both set all time records the same season. And I'm sitting there thinking like, like, what have I done all, all year? I've just watched both of these teams all mm-hmm. year and just got my heart ripped out by the I think they were still the devil Rays. It might have been, I, I know, and it didn't even happen to like- Fintel, dude. Because there was
1: weather in the Braves game and there was extra innings in the Red Sox game. Neither of them ended until like
0: after 11, maybe midnight. Nothing good happens when Freddie Gonzalez is around your clubhouse and nothing good happens after midnight. And both of those things were the case that night. Yeah. The Lady and Sons Restaurant, a segment sponsor here on the Hot Reds podcast, 102 West Congress Street lady and Sons you guys probably know the name Paula Dean Jamie Dean uh, they have their restaurant obviously at 102 West Congress Street but then the store right next door literally right next door to the restaurant also on Congress Street open seven days a week 11 to 9 Monday through Thursday and then 11 to 10 on Friday and Saturdays. 912 233 912 2600 is the number for Lady and Sons. Find them on Facebook and LadyAndSons.com. Like, and I don't want to talk, I'll talk more about the Braves, like specifically on the uh, regular episode later this week. But I, I wanted to circle back to our World Series picks to close up here, Mike, and we'll, and we'll just check in and see how we're doing. They're going medium.
1: They're going medium.
0: Yeah, they're going okay. Eh. Um, But first, got to wish a happy anniversary to um, what wound up being the second most famous slap of the year 2022. Um, One year ago, May 27th, 2022, Jock Peterson slapped by Tommy Pham in the outfield over a fantasy baseball dispute. Uh, I want you guys to hear again. Here's Jock Peterson after that game. Explaining in excruciating detail, very dry, the waivers and why he got slapped in the outfield that night.
2: We were in a fantasy fantasy league together. Uh, I put somebody, a player, on the injured reserve when they were listed as out, and. Um added another player uh, and then um, uh, there was a text message in the group saying that I was cheating uh, because I was stashing players on my bench and then, uh, I don't know, I looked up the rules and sent a screenshot of the rules, how it says that when a player is ruled out you're allowed to put them on the IR. and. Uh, That's all I was doing, and then uh, it just so happened that he had a player, uh, Jeff Wilson, who was out, and he had him on the IR, and I said, you literally have the same thing on your team, on your bench, and then I guess he was in two leagues, and in one of them, he was on the IR, and one of them he wasn't, so maybe that was a confusion, but on the ESPN league we were in, it, it was listed as out, so it's like, it's feels very similar to what i did uh and that was basically that, all of it there's not much more to it love to see it happy
0: anniversary to jock peterson getting the shit slapped out of him um still think peterson over fam i think peterson won that which is rare when you get slapped uh like looking yeah. back who do you who like who's the bitch I I mean, in my Tommy opinion, Fam didn't even make the playoffs, bro.
1: In my opinion, everybody's kind of the bitch for caring about fantasy football in the middle of baseball season.
0: Uh, but well, dude, no, that's no, the thing. No, it was a baseball no. guy move because because fan had been holding on to that grudge for like the first three weeks of the season or the first like two months of the season <sighs> until they saw each other. And then he just ran his, he's doing his polls before the game. Just runs up and slaps the shit out of him.
1: Uh, and getting slapped getting slapped while where was he wearing the pearl necklace while it happened?
0: Um, I cannot confirm that. I mean, he was in San. it was in San Francisco, so I'm sure there were pearl necklaces around.
1: I'm going to argue it was only the. Uh, maybe the third best slap of twenty twenty two. You remember Pepa's that
0: the heat were blasting that <sighs> that that slapped harder. That was a slapper. Good point, Mike. Hey, here to good help. point,
1: Mike. I mean, research and analytics,
0: part of my internship duties. Nice. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll write that in your uh, referral to your professor or something. Um, all right, top four World Series picks. I took the Braves, Dodgers, fucking Padres, and the Blue Jays. Braves, Dodgers, Padres, Blue Jays. Mike, you had Astros, Phillies, Mariners, Yankees. Um, here's how I want to do this. Or I'm going to ask you if, if you want to do this, do you want to try and see if we can make a trade with each other, a team for a team? Cause I like a couple of teams on, on your list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or we can play where it's like, uh, I'm not great with card games, but it's like that one where you, where you, you hand in one card and you get another card. Is that five card draw? Uh,
1: yes, that is a variation of poker. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thanks card guy. Mike, card guy, we can do that where we trade in one team and we get to pick another team. What do you think? Hmm. Uh, hmm. Could I interest? I'd like to I mean, I'm not going to try to sell you the Padres. I'm not dumb enough to try to do that. And I don't want you to try to sell me the Phillies. Mm-hmm. But in the Astros, I feel like that'd be a high asking price. Same for the Braves. So basically, can we work out Dodgers, Blue Jays, Mariners, Yankees? Is there something there? Well,
1: here, here's what I'd propose. Either we can work out a trade amongst ourselves, because we know what we're doing. We all, you know, have our cognition and, you know, our sound mind and body. Of course. Or if you want to trade into the untaken pile, whatever team that you are throwing back has to have a better record than the one you're picking up
0: oh okay 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 <sighs> okay well do you want to are you gonna do that too yeah well that that was just what i was throwing out there yeah so who are you gonna drop theoretically like i don't want to drop anyone besides padres Mm-hmm. and i sort of i told you about the rangers by the way bro the Rangers, their over under was like seventy two. But that that's that's the monkey wrench I'm throwing into this. You
1: can't yeah, just yeah, take yeah, the team. Take that. That. Yeah, I can't take
0: that. you can't just jump up and take the Rangers of the Rays right now. Can I tell you that on on Saturday afternoon, your Texas Rangers of Arlington, Michael, are thirty two and eighteen? Hello. I do see that. Fucking thirty two and eighteen. That's so many more wins than losses.
2: <laughs>
0: just as a non math guy here. Look at your Diamondbacks in second place in the West. hum. um, I, 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 I I'm going to, I'm going to give back the Padres here, 24 and 27. And I'm going to take. Am I going to do that? I'm gonna, I want to talk it out a little bit, Mike, but
1: I, I think I know who you're aiming for.
0: There's no way.
1: I mean, I'm looking at
0: the standings right now. I'm just doing the math. I keep finding. Well, it, it, the, so the record has to be worse, though. Yes. So it has to be, they have to have a worse record than it's 24 be worse and 27. Than
1: at the time of this recording, 24 and 27.
0: Well, I mean,. I can't stop looking at the Guardians. Stop looking at the Guardians. Yeah, I don't really... I don't think I'm going to trade them back, bro. If those are the rules, I don't think I'm going to trade them back. Like The Cubs can't. I mean, the, the Cardinals at 23 and 30. That's
1: who I thought you might be looking at.
0: Yeah, they're only five back. I just think Milwaukee is just. Milwaukee has the pitching where it's. Well, they're banged up now, but they just don't seem like they're going to lose too many like four or five games in a row. Like they're just going to maintain, and they're already. All right, I'll do it. Fuck it. I just talked myself completely out of it, and then went with it. I'm trading the Padres straight up for the Cardinals. No tradebacks. Okay. And right, you so almost
1: to uh, to borrow your term and start yelling at you. Almost stepped on my pick. I'm going to throw the Yankees back. I'll take the Brewers. God damn it.
0: So now the Yankees are just out there. I want the mm-hmm. Yankees. Well, we can revisit at the all-star break. If they didn't have a Bozo the Clown running their team. I mean, Aaron Boone is he had one hit his whole fucking life off a guy that had thrown a hundred thousand pitches that
1: night. Where were you when he sent that Wakefield knuckler deep? You know where
0: I was? So that was 2003.
1: Yeah, I'm I, gonna guess that you were uh, getting uh, two of your 5.3 points for the night. In a... No, dude,
0: I, I was. I'm in fifth grade when that happened. Oh God, fifth grade, bro. This is only two years after 9/11. People forget. I was forget sitting in my college dorm. Yeah, you're well. You're old as shit. We've already been over that. Um, but the answer is that I had to go to sleep. It was a school night, and I snuck back out and caught the 10th inning. Um, And then sat, I I would turn the TV off for like 30 seconds between innings. So it would get darker. That way my mom or dad wouldn't wake up. Um, And that was the first time that I remember, like, I cried by myself alone (laughs) when he hit that home run. Um, And then, like, I couldn't wake my dad up. I couldn't wake my dad up. I was just, uh, like, alone. And it was the first time that I ever wanted to punch a grown man, Grady Little. Um, for leaving Pedro in. Left him in too long. Anyways, if the Yankees had a decent manager and if they allowed their guys to, to wear, to have facial hair like normal adults, I think they'd be fine. But they're free agents now. Yeah,
1: see, my thinking is just that they're in a dogfight in that AL East, whereas even though I think the Cardinals might put on a run, you know, Milwaukee, they're, they're good. I think the Pirates are going to fall off. The Cubs don't quite have it. It's just an easier road to the, uh, to the finish line.
0: Agreed. All right, let's wrap it up, Mikey. Good talk, dude. I, I love talking baseball with you, dude. I'm looking at the schedule now. Braves at Philadelphia for a three-game set June 20th. Looks like the next time they meet. So I mean, This
1: weekend, what we're talking is the first time they've played all year, so they've got a few more. Yeah,
0: I want I the Braves to play the NLE. Like, I like the balanced schedule, but... I want to see the out like I want to see the Mets and I want to see the Nationals. They, they and see still the play models. them more than everybody else. I think that they've got it right with the schedule. Well, yeah, but the Phillies fans think the season is over. They're already cutting Trey Turner. Yeah, that's only until they win. So, all right, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, next week, or I guess I should say later this week, regular episode start of season nine, episode one sixty one. Thank you, intern Mike, and we will see you guys next week. Stay safe. Wash your hands. You have filthy animals. Santa's premier indoor baseball training facility, SBPA, is owned and operated by Ross Howard. And together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball, Ross and SBPA offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players. Full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282. And visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility. Ross Howard, our guy. Give him a call. 912-484-5282.